0: Welcome aboard the battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing? Uh,
1: I'm doing. I'm doing well. I've noticed. Um, this is what I was going to talk about at the top of the episode, but on my mind, I am in a way that I'm happy with turning into my dad. Okay. Um, because you know working at home for the, working from home for the past few months and for the foreseeable future, um, to quote the email that I got from my uh, employer this week. Um, I have been, I found myself sleeping later. It used to be that I got up at 6am because I had things to do and I had to be at work by a certain time. And I found myself sleeping later, sleeping more. And that's more like, when I say sleeping more, we were, I mean by my standards, like I've been, I've been sleeping like, Eight to eight and a half hours a night, which is I think normal for a lot of people and for me is excessive because I normally am like a five and a half to six hour a night type of sleeper um, And I realized at a certain point that Despite what we're told about the more sleep is supposed to be better for you. I was getting depressed about it
0: hmm. And so I So you were getting depressed about sleeping more Yes so the sleep itself is neutral. Your attitude about it is... Yes, getting- just waking
1: up and realizing, here's where we go. we'll get to the part where I'm my dad. So basically this week I started just like going back to getting up at 6 a.m. even though I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where I'm my dad because my dad who i mean 6 a.m would have been sleeping in for him i'm not quite sure. to his his uh level yet but um and he was also a guy who stayed up late he was like me a, a person who did not sleep he slept like five hours a night mm-hmm. um but when i would you know wake when i was a kid and i would wake up at like ten thirty, eleven in the morning or whatever and he'd be like half the day's gone you've wasted half the day and i realized oh, yeah. that's what was making me depressed is getting up at like eight thirty because i no, I start work at nine and there's nothing else to do, yeah. you know. Um, um but getting up at eight thirty made me feel like oh, th- like there's all this thing all these things I could have been doing, or all the things that I now spread out over the morning, like going on a walk or taking a shower, walk you know, the th- these sort of things. Like I can have all that done by eight or eight thirty. Sure. And then I start fresh and I realize this is I'm my dad. I'm an old man now who gets up early on purpose. I think if you had asked me pre pandemic, yeah, like I would have said I'm an early riser most days, mm-hmm. like, like my two dads, um, <laughs> um <laughs> no, but, but, uh, thank you. Um, but I'm not a morning person. That's what I would have said. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought that was true at the time. Yeah. but I think I'm just a morning person now. So weird. Not what I would have predicted for myself.
0: I, yeah. Uh, I, uh, no changes here. Um, except, <laughs> well, I mean, I have been sleeping later, uh, cause I was, I was, I mean, you know, two, three years ago I was going to bed at like four or 5am and then waking up at noon cause I had no reason to do anything else. And, um, and then uh, various therapists suggested that maybe I needed to get a bit more sunlight in my life. So I would go to 1.30 and wake up about 9 or 9.30. And uh, lately, it's I've been kind of falling back into like two thirty, three o'clock, and then waking up around 10 or 11. And uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, <laughs> no problem at all. So I Wait, feel but- adrift. I'll say that because I'm not teaching right now. I'm not really doing anything right now. And it's so interesting because in this way, I think I'm turning into my dad, maybe not in a good way, which is I wouldn't describe myself as a workaholic, but I do, you know, if again, like if you'd, if you'd ask me as a young person, um, like, hey, uh, wouldn't you be excited to have nothing to do all day? And then you just watch movies or whatever. I'd be like, absolutely. But now I feel like, Granted, if I do watch a movie, I feel good about that. I feel like I've accomplished something. Yeah. Uh, But I also just feel like I need to accomplish more. Like, oh, well, there's probably something that needs to be cleaned or an errand that needs to be run. And it's like, where did this come from? And it's very much just my kind of my dad and my mom, like kind of their way of looking at things, which is there's there's always something to do. And so if you're not doing something, you're probably neglecting something. Yeah. And Uh, yeah.
1: Again, at the beginning of the, of the, uh, I'll say two things. At the beginning of the pandemic, there was a part of me who was like, well, maybe now I'll finally reorganize the whatever. And for so long, I felt like, I feel like my, uh, pandemic fueled anxiety was so high that I couldn't bring myself to like, I was in a sort of constant state of crisis and I couldn't bring myself to do anything. Now it's been going on long enough that my brain has calmed down. And I am, uh, I did undertake a, a, a project to, it started with reorganizing the, the closet in our den slash office slash guest room, whatever the, the other bedroom. Um, and now it's turned into reorganizing essentially that entire room. Um, and, and so uh, that's fun. But so the other thing though, about um my wife gives me trouble about uh, uh, certain things like I'll be on an, I'll I'll be eating healthy most days, but then there'll be like a a holiday or some sort of event coming up. And I'll be like, I'll be like, Oh, that's going to be like a cheat day for me. And I don't have any moderation. I just have two modes. Like I'm either healthy or I'm eating like, you know, uh, like an entire, I was going to say entire like pint of ice cream, but I'm not a sweet tooth guy. It's more, it's more like I'm getting a, uh you know in a an entire fried chicken or something um, but uh i don't i only have two modes um and it's the same as it's the reason why to to keep it uh uh movie related and podcast related the reason why i'm so strict about release years like what i consider a 2019 or a 2020 movie you know is because I only have two modes. Either it has to be very strict, or it's just complete chaos. And you know, a movie that I happen to watch uh, uh, or think about this year could could qualify. Like I don't have any in between. And so the sleeping thing is the same. I know that I have a holiday weekend coming up where I, I like I don't I, I have a day off uh, of work, and I know that day I'm just going to sleep until yeah 10 or 11 again like i used to and i'll feel fine about it because that's a day off i just right. i i don't have any uh in between it was a problem back when i was in therapy it was a problem that that came up sometimes, sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah um but um that's not what i'm what i wanted to talk about I, I, even and we ended up going off on a whole thing but i was going to uh talk about the Toronto International Film Festival I can't, uh, Steph, David, yes. Mo- most of us do. Um, and, uh, I, I can't remember if I'd said if this is on the podcast or off the podcast. but I was sort of getting frustrated with like, they had, they need to make some announcement. Like, you know, it was getting into June, which is normally when like, uh, press registration would open normally when I'd start making like travel and accommodation plans and stuff like that. And obviously I knew like, I knew I'm not going to be going to Toronto in September that seems obvious but it, I, I just I was getting stressed out by the not knowing so they finally announced uh this week uh what they're doing for the festival September 10th through 19th uh which part of it is surprising which which is for the first 5 days they actually are doing a physical like in person festival where, where they're going to be screening movies in toronto with uh, uh reduced capacity audiences i'm not sure if the q and a's will be remote or if they, or, or or what but um they actually are doing screenings i'm, just, I'm not planning on going right. um it's a much smaller field normally there's like hundreds of movies to play tiff every year now it's 50 movies total uh, for the whole festival and um what uh more pertinent to myself, um, the press and industry screenings will be entirely digital. So, uh, I'll still have to be accredited as press. I'm hoping that, uh, I don't see any reason why they would suddenly say no after two years of saying yes. But, um, uh, the long and short of it is that, uh, I do intend to have TIFF coverage. I think that, uh, you and I will still do a couple podcast episodes, uh, about it, or maybe actually this will be in, in September. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I have a guest like last year when it was me and Angie talked about uh, the movie. So maybe we'll figure something out. But uh, there will be TIFF coverage this year. Uh, again, pending my uh, press approval. But uh, I'm excited about that because I like knowing what's happening. I was getting stressed out. The not knowing was getting me, getting me stressed out. Uh, so now we know about TIF. Next up, AFI Fest. What are they doing?
0: Yeah, it's uh it's really interesting. Look, I I realize I have no room to judge anybody's uh mental uh, peccadillos, <laughs> but uh, just the 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 things that make like the uh, your your ability or I guess maybe even inability to deal with uncertainty. Yeah. And is is something that I think is uh uh, worth exploring at some point because oh
1: yeah i should i should get back into therapy I uh, um, uh i know that um it's definitely come up uh but yeah i don't um yeah don't deal well with uncertainty yeah um and i
0: imagine most uh, people don't i mean that's the na- people like being certain of things and so when that's not the case i think most people probably like oh i i think i'd prefer the other i'd prefer to be certain of something but uh yeah i mean i'm The same way, but in in different regards, which is like, oh, well, if, if somebody is not reassuring me right now, and even that can't always be trusted, then I just assume, I I mean, I can't be certain that they're in favor of me as a person, unless they're saying positive things at this exact moment. (laughs) So, you know, we all have our thing.
1: Um, Well, just to check in, I'm still a fan of you. Oh, Um, all right. (laughs) um, but this has come up actually uh, one thing about the pandemic that has actually made me deal with, I don't know if it's uncertainty, but I've we've talked before about how my movie watching is sort of like driven by my lists and my sort of strict schedules. And a lot of my, um, what's what I'm looking for? Um, not casual, but, uh, um, fun. Uh, what's that? Yeah. No, no. I mean the opposite. I mean, my, uh, uh, Recreational, let's say, movie watching, that I'm still doing based on lists that I've been curating over the course of years and watching them, watching things in order. But um, in terms of what I'm reviewing for the website, it used to be when in a time of press screenings, basically the way that I worked To sort of because I I needed to impose on myself some sort of impartiality I guess Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it is actually necessary but basically I would have dates on my calendar open for press screenings and if something came through there's a press screening this day and I don't have anything scheduled yet I'm taking it no matter what it is Um, uh, and sometimes that led to some really interesting things you know I don't know I never would have seen uh, this goes back years and years now but white tiger is a movie i've talked about a lot in this podcast and i never would have seen it if i didn't just happen to go to a you know a wednesday or whatever it was uh, press screening um but now like when things come through and it's and it's uh screener based you know uh, screener link type uh things i'm actually sort of with everything that comes through i actually am going should i review this do I want to review this? Would it be good for Battleship Pretension to review this? I'm actually thinking like I probably should have been thinking the whole time, and not just as uh, uh, I'm just swinging my arms and if you happen to get in my way type of approach to reviewing that I was doing before. Um, so that's uh, we it's, didn't. It's
0: The other approach that I think has, has kept Battleship Pretension nice and small and very niche, and uh, that's not really being very successful. But it's what made it's what makes us who we are. I think.
1: But I also, I mean, this is getting way, as if we're not already inside baseball, and this is getting way inside baseball. I feel like I have developed good relationships with certain publicists because I, because of not differentiating between like major releases and tiny releases. So I think there are publicists who like me because they know uh, that I will show up and review and have a Rotten Tomatoes link to their tiny movie. Yeah, so I think that it's been good for me, good for us in that way. But again, we're getting way inside baseball. Um, Let's talk about uh, tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. I'm literally using them as we speak. Uh, And I was using them earlier today to listen to... um, So uh, I'm listening to this band... There's a uh, Tyler. T- <laughs> I'm trying to uh, trying to figure out how to how to get uh, uh, through with th- this to in terms of in terms of metal. Okay. Like I, I feel like I came at because I came at I didn't like metal when I was younger. I liked punk, and like a lot of punks, I I, I was anti-metal. Mm-hmm. Um and so when i did come to metal weirdly because i was used to like fast aggressive you know uh abrasive music i came to it through the more extreme versions of metal like like death metal and, and grindcore especially um and then i've only in recent years started to finally get to the stuff that from a from a broader perspective would be considered more accessible but that i thought was corny before um and so i had written off a, a subgenre of metal called metalcore mostly completely it just wasn't for me at all but i've been listening to a lot of trivium uh lately and kind of um uh almost hating myself for how much I'm enjoying this like melodic, uh, approach to, 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 metal. It actually is like the clean vocals and, and, uh, uh, <laughs> uh I know. Um, but, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Trivium lately while walking the dog or, or whatever. And, uh, it sounds great on my, uh, tweaked earbuds. They're available at a low, low price at tweaked Um, but if you use the offer code pretension at, at, at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. I said offer cone, but it's offer
0: code pretension. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety five. dollars Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: All right, let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. It is, we are, we are coming up on... The 4th of July. Oh, wait. Uh, yes, we're coming up on the 4th of July. I was trying to remember when this one was going to air. Right. Uh, yes, we're coming up on the 4th of July. We wanted to, uh, uh, celebrate, uh, America, although there's a lot about America right now that people are, uh, um, that I'm not a fan of. And also that people are reminding me, and reminding a lot of the, those of us who have the privilege to ignore certain things that there are, there are longstanding problems, uh, Uh, with America and so we're not uh, uh, going to I never wanted to do uh, uh, as much as as much as certain behaviors on the part of Americans in recent weeks Mm. um, have have caused me to lose a little bit of faith in America if that makes sense which is hard for me to say. I've always considered myself a patriot, always considered myself someone who who loves uh what this country represents and what it can be, I loves it for its potential, and I still do. I think I've been with with some of the willful, stubborn, smug ignorance around the coronavirus and how best to behave in public to take care of ourselves and most importantly other people right. i've started to have some of my, my my bedrock sort of faith in people shaken uh, i didn't mean to get into this but what the point was i'm not quite at a point i'm still too much of a patriot to devote um, a Fourth of July episode to the negative parts of America. Uh, we can save that for other part. Uh, you know, fifty one other weeks of, uh, of of the year, um, perhaps. But um, mostly, I thought we just just take a. Uh, I had this idea based on taking sort of a neutral approach to movies about the United States. Literally, movies with states in their title. Now And, and so well, yeah, I wanted to lay out a couple of, uh, uh, because I, I didn't, we didn't part of the fun. When we do this, the, these sorts of episodes, where we have a topic and we each come up with our own lists is we don't discuss our methodology with each other beforehand. Yeah. So I'll lay out a I'll lay out. Basically I was hyper literal about okay. the name of the state being in the movie, which means not that I've seen this, but California with a K doesn't qualify because that's not the name of the state. Yeah. Scotland PA doesn't qualify because PA is not the name of the state. That's for me. Where, But on the other hand, movies like Kansas City Confidential, okay, the name of a city in Missouri is in the title, but the word Kansas is in the title, so it, it counted for me. So I was hyper-literal um, on just the name of, of a state is in, is in the title. Tyler, um, how did you approach this?
0: So... Yes, na- name of the state. Uh, but I will also say, if it's you know um, you know three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, or a movie like Paris, Texas, or something like that, I'm not including those because yes, it's in the title, but we're ta- in those instances we're talking more about the town or than the state, Um, like we've gotten more specific. uh, And then uh, similarly, almost anything that has, so I I probably was not as literal as you, although that California thing, I'm right there with you. I I took that right out.
1: (laughs) Good, Um, good.
0: (laughs) but, uh, But as opposed to something like New York, almost any movie that has New York in the title is about New York City. Uh, and so I didn't wind, wind up counting that unless it's somehow, unless they specify it's New York state, but like when they say New York state of mind, they're not talking about Albany. You know what I mean? Uh, but here,
1: what's funny is the one of these that I could think of where the New York and the title is the state would have been disqualified by your, uh, um, methodology, which is Synecdoche New York, because that's a play on Schenectady, which is. Um, not uh, uh, not New York City, and also doesn't Schenectady mean the place beyond the pines? Or am I getting confused? Is that a different place? I don't remember. Um, but the you know the movie "The Place Beyond the Pines," right? Of course, yes. So that title comes from the word for a town or word for a city in New York in its original Native American language literally means the place beyond the pines, and I can't. I want to say that is. Schenectady is the place that I'm thinking of, but I could be wrong. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, the point is, I you know we started with New York, but I was I, my plan was to go alphabetical
0: by state. Yeah, by state. Yes, uh, that's that's how I, I put mine down. I'm trying to think if there's one... Oh, yeah, the other thing again, it it can't just. It, I guess it has to have the the full name of the state in the title, <laughs> but then it also. Um, uh, it has to be referring to the state itself as opposed to the city within the state. And so similarly, like there's, I think like you're going to have
1: a shorter list than yeah, I am because we'll of be this. Shorter
0: list. Yeah. yeah. Um, like there's a movie uh, called Georgia with uh, mayor Winningham, And I think, I think it's Jennifer Jason Lee. I might be wrong about that. Um, and that one it's named after a, a character named Georgia.
1: Oh, right. Um, like Georgia rule.
0: Is that what it is?
1: Remember that? No, that's a different. No, different. Those are two different movies. No, I know. You you remember Georgia Rule?
0: I remember it, uh, but I didn't see it, so I don't know if it's named after a character uh, or if it takes place. Oh, after. you know
1: what? I always assumed that Jane Fonda's character's name was Georgia, but um, yeah, okay, I looked it up. Jane Jane Fonda's character's name is Georgia. Okay. Um, but I never actually saw it, so it, I could have been wrong this whole time.
0: And then you know, uh, when it comes to. I'll bring up another another one that um, I am iffy about, because I'm pretty sure that Raising Arizona takes place in Arizona, or does it take place in Texas?
1: No, it takes place in Arizona.
0: Okay. And there is also the name of a character. His, name, his last name is Arizona.
1: And the baby that they the baby kidnap is in Arizona, right. although not really. As we learn, Nathan Arizona's real last name is Nathan Huffheim, right? <laughs> yes. And someone asked, so, why, would you, why did you change it? Would you buy furniture from a place called Unpainted Huffheim?
0: <laughs> I need to see that movie again. I didn't like it when I first saw it, and I don't think I've seen it since. Uh, oh, wow. I probably have more appreciation for its manic sensibilities now. But, yeah, so my <sighs> – What do
1: you the, think is your most viewed Coen Brothers movie? Because it's interesting to hear that you've only ever seen Raising Arizona once, because Raising Arizona is definitely a contender for Coen Brothers movie I've seen the most times.
0: So the one I've seen the most times is probably not my favorite. It's probably Big Lebowski. Um, okay. Yeah. But Miller's Crossing is in the mix as is Fargo, Barton Fink.
1: So that the nineties.
0: The nineties. Yeah. But I probably, but also
1: no country I've seen. Okay. I've seen no country a number of times as well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, okay. So let's, uh, Oh, sorry, Do you have more about your rules, or uh, I, do you want to get started? I have to have seen it. Oh, yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I might make reference to ones, if there are obvious ones that come up, do you know what I mean, Yeah. that I haven't seen, I'll still say, yes, I know this movie exists, sure. but I haven't seen it. So we're starting with Alabama, mm-hmm. and the obvious choice, uh, uh, or not that, not that it's a choice, we're not choosing one per state. Um, uh, the obvious movie is Sweet Home Alabama. Yes, two thousand
0: two. I've seen and I do not care for it.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw it in the theater, um, and I don't remember caring much for it, uh, caring much for it either. I felt that it had kind of a, um, uh, a, a condescending look at, uh, at 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 rural uh, America, and yet um, also
0: an overly uh, romanticized. It's somehow. It's condescending. I guess patronizing is the word. It's like, patronizing. Yeah.
1: And it's it's also this is going to sound like I'm being patronizing, but it's frustrating to me when things patronize to a certain populace and then that populace eats it up, <laughs> you know? It would be great it would, it would have been great if if the people who love Sweet Home Alabama and who are from that part of the country rejected it but uh that my impression is they they embraced it i mean i feel like it's a at this point it's a movie that's i think still pretty well uh or it has a lot of fans i guess um but i don't remember much about it
0: um so one thing that i did want to talk about uh not necessarily about this movie but just in general in regards to this like uh, we did an episode, I think, a, a couple years ago, and it was like, or maybe many years ago, I don't remember, but uh, like movies with America or American yeah. in the title, and uh, what that usually means. It's invariably it's something that bothers me uh, because it feels like the film is trying to lend itself a bigger uh, like give itself more credibility uh, artistically and thematically simply by adding American in there. Some of them I think they they do well with.
1: See, but um, I, I remember, and I don't think you actually saw this movie, but I remember having this conversation with you because I don't, I don't care for it either. It does seem like a, a, a lazy sort of shortcut in a lot of ways. But I remember talking about the movie American Animals with you, which I don't think you saw. I didn't see. But I felt like I was trying to make the case that this one actually makes sense because the term american animals comes from it was coined by charles darwin and comes specifically from one of the books that's a movie about it it's a based on a true story about a theft of rare books and one of the books is a charles darwin um uh book that uses the word american animals to refer to animals from the same part of the country that the Movie takes place. I remember you being like, "I don't care." <laughs> I, I still don't like it. So I feel like no, I, it's I, been overused to, to the point where it's actually like spoiled movies where it actually makes sense.
0: And you know what? In retrospect, like that one, at least it makes some level of of sense. But it's just you know, and and I'm okay if if I do feel like the film. And I sorry, we've gotten off on this other thing, but like that's okay. I feel the like the film is trying to comment on a larger idea. Um, then I'm a bit more okay with it, but there are other times where it's just like, yeah, there's no reason that American Hustle needs to be called that. Like, right, you know, yeah, as opposed to something like American Psycho, which I think I'm I'm more okay with. But um, anyway, along these lines, I don't know. See,
1: I don't even I don't even know that I like I love the movie American Psycho, but I don't know if I love that that title because um, I guess America is just so many different things, right? Um, that that it seems like. Okay, you're talking about this this character Patrick Bateman is a psycho, and he's in a very speci- he's set in a very specific time and place, Wall Street in the 90s, and it is an American place, yeah. but there are other psychos, right like
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and I mean he talks about he talks about it again in the movie, yeah,
0: very American psycho, uh, but yeah, so along those lines, I was thinking about like you know when you use the name of a state in looking at it from my uh, perspective where it's very much it takes place in that state and it yeah. would seem to be about that state. Um, you know, it's, it's a bold move to incorporate any word into a title that people are going to have an association with. Um, and so I feel like, uh, it's something that I want to, as we, not necessarily Sweet Home Alabama, but like, as we talk about some of these movies, uh, I definitely do want to talk about like, okay, why would they name it this? And it must be because like the minute you say a certain state or city or country or whatever uh, in the title, people immediately have a pretty, they're they're already like 50 or 60% of the way there. As far as the tone, you're probably going to be striking. Um, But anyway, so I just wanted to talk about that and then we'll, in those instances, I'll talk more about it.
1: So let's move on to Alaska. Um, and I had Mystery Alaska, which you would have disqualified. Correct. Um, but uh, Mystery Alaska is a movie, like... Jay Roach, as a director, uh, I know we um, uh, are, have learned to be more cautious about using the term journeyman. Sure. But I feel like... It's rare for Jay Roach to make a movie that I think is just plain old bad. Right. Now, part of that might be discretion on my part, because I didn't see Trumbo. Sure. Um, and I stopped after two Meet the Parents. Like I, I don't like Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers. Right. Um, and he... Oh, oh, he actually didn't direct Little Fockers. I don't know why I just assumed he did. Um, so maybe it has to do with, like, uh, um, my own just personal uh, choices of what I've seen. But I don't... Outside of... I would... I would consider the first Austin Powers great mm-hmm. after that. I don't know if he's ever made a great movie. And so mystery, mystery Alaska is a movie that I saw and I was like, that's a sturdy sports movie, you know, underdog sports movie. Um, uh, and I would, I probably wouldn't have thought about it as much as I do. If it weren't for the fact that I'm a hockey fan and among hockey fans, they're so they're such an underserved audience in terms of movies there aren't that many hockey movies sure. um that uh mystery Alaska tends to come up a lot as one of the one of the like top five hockey movies up the roof like Slapshot and Miracle just because it's one of the five hockey movies that people have seen there's also like *Young Blood*, which I've never seen um is one uh um, Goon, obviously uh yeah but I also feel like Goon is still I love Goon it's my favorite hockey movie, but I feel like it's still too new to a lot of hmm. hockey fans to have broken into the canon. Um,
0: I was under the impression it, that beggars can't be choosers.
1: Yeah, and, that's true. You know. But also I, also, I don't know, there's something about... I think, I think sometimes hockey fans, especially like an older guard of hockey fans, can be very protective about their sport. And so the fact that Goon is a uh, hard R in terms of violence and language. And it even has nudity, I think in the first one, I can't remember. Um, uh, and even though it's made, it's, it is made by real hockey fans based very loosely on a true story. Um, I think some people see it as, uh, a movie that is, I don't know, taking the piss out of hockey or kind of making fun of it. And people feel defensive about it anyway, not, not my point of view I love I love goon um, I also love the, this is uh, my my crusade. We've all decided years ago the die Hard is a Christmas movie, right? So my crusade uh, now is that inside out is a hockey movie.
0: oh sure um, yeah i I like mystery Alaska. I would have included it if I wasn't so stringent. Um, I will say that uh, another Alaska movie is simply called Alaska. Um, It's essentially like a a family film with a young Vincent Carthizer and uh, came out in the mid nineties. And it's like these two kids that are stuck in the Alaskan wilderness,
1: a young Vincent Carthizer.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, And, and it's, it's the kind of thing that like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, of course it takes place in Alaska, but like when you call something, Alaska, like we all have an idea of what that means. Like, all right, mountains, snow, wilderness. I recognize that there are cities there, but that's not what we're thinking of. Um, and so, it's 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 a bit of a bold choice to simply call a movie Alaska. Same like when Baz Luhrmann made Australia. It's like, holy shit! Yeah. All right, this is about <laughs> the the bigness of this thing. And uh, and so, anyway, okay, uh, that's that's all I have for Alaska.
1: Uh, I wanted to say there's a there's an episode I've wanted to do in the past that I've thought of, but just doing it would mean spoiling a lot of things for a lot of people. Sure. It would be so hit spoilers for Mystery Alaska. Okay. It would be fun to do an episode on sports movies where the heroes don't win. Sure. Absolutely. That would, but go. also, that, but also that would mean spoiling a lot of movies for people. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone knows that. He doesn't win in the first Rocky. That's not a huge right. uh, 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 spoiler. Mystery Alaska might be,
0: although they don't lose either, right? It ends in a tie, if I remember correctly. I seem to recall they lose, but I'm... Maybe they do lose. I don't okay. I remember now. Um, but, yeah, Bad News Bears is a big one.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But. Anyway, uh, all right, let's move on to Arizona, Raising Arizona. I don't know much to say about it, except, um, you know, the Coen Brothers make movies that take place all over America. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was just thinking about how Blood Simple is not only takes place in Texas, it's like it has uh, 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 Emma Walsh's character like talking about Texas, yeah. you know? Um, uh, down here, you're on your own or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the, the Coen brothers are Midwesterners. And so uh, I'm always, part of me is impressed with their ability to set movies all over the country, but also you realize that it'd be easier for them because their movies don't take place in reality. Yeah. <laughs> they take place in like the Coen brothers reality. And mm-hmm. so this is like a postmodern movie version of the Southwest. Um, that's probably about right. Yeah. And, and that is, that's, um, I don't think that raising Arizona is actually, I don't think of it as being an Arizona specific movie. I think it's more of a Southwest movie. Mm-hmm. It, and I think that's sort of, uh, um, underlined by the final line of the movie about where Nicholas Cage is talking about the dream that he had. And he said, you know, someplace where place blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he said, I don't know. Maybe it was Utah. <laughs> and, and so to me, that's kind of a joke about from the movie's point of view, the movie could be Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, you know, it could be parts of Texas, par- parts of, of, of Nevada, California, yeah. Nevada, that, that just whole like Southwest is, is really what it's about. I don't think the movie is Arizona uh, specific in its, in its pursuits. Uh, all right. I, I have nothing for
0: Arkansas. Uh, nor do I in, in looking these up. I mean, it, there there were so many westerns made in the 30s and 40s that eventually every state's going to get name checked in those but i haven't seen them right. so they're yeah. actually looking at looking at stuff they're like i think two or three old westerns with arkansas in the title i just haven't seen them yeah i couldn't
1: I, yeah i couldn't even think of one off the top of my head but there's yeah. um uh yeah Black Oak, Arkansas was a band in the 70s, right? <laughs> sure. Um, all right. So California, which didn't have as many. I only have one. It didn't have as many as I, as I thought it would because there's a lot of like L.A. movies. Sure. and Even like San Francisco movies or whatever. But um, I, I couldn't find that many uh,
0: California movies. There were a couple that I know about, but I actually haven't seen. I haven't seen California Suite uh, and then I have not seen California split, which that's, is one. That's that my see. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, as a California movie, which, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be just cause it's got that name. Uh, but what, uh, how does it, how does it hold up in terms of this thesis I've got going that like, well, it's got the state and the name. See,
1: I think something that often happens when people talk about California specifically or, or even when people use the shorthand Cali, yeah. you know, they really are talking about the Southland. It really is a Los Angeles thing. And I feel like California split, it's a great movie, but it's, for the most part, it's specifically a Los Angeles movie. And also it's entire like third act and climax takes place in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> um, uh, and maybe that ad that's, I, I don't actually know, if California split is like a, I'm assuming it's like a poker term, but I've also taken it to mean that these two, the two guys, um, uh, George Siegel and Elliot Gould, um, literally have to split from California. Like to me, the, the, one of the big actions of the movie is they hop a bus to Reno to join this poker tournament. And so to me, that's like, California split they're leaving California (laughs) California I don't know if that's actually what the title is supposed to mean but that's like what it's always kind of meant in my head it's probably just a poker term that I don't know
0: um yes yes
1: uh but yeah I do think it's more specifically a Los Angeles movie in that way it's a different Los Angeles movie than what we normally get you know it's Mm -hmm. a it's a Los Angeles movie um in which the characters are not involved in the entertainment industry um And where, I mean, one thing that Southern California is somewhat known for, less than it used to be, but somewhat known for, uh, especially at the time, other than movies and TV, is horse racing. And so you get multiple, uh, you know, Elliot Gould is going uh, back and forth uh, to the the track a lot of times, Santa Anita. Uh, At the time, there were more because there was also like Hollywood Park and probably more. Uh, Santa Anita is, I think, the only horse racing track left, and who knows how much longer that's left since they've had nothing but controversy uh, for the past uh, few years. Yeah. Well, going back to, I mean, there was that's where they shot Luck, HBO's Luck, which was canceled because so many horses died. And then last, in 2019, something like two dozen or more horses died. Oh. Uh, it, it, there's just like Santa Anita... You know horses get injured and died as a part of the this culture I guess but the rate at which horses or uh, were, were were dying mm-hmm. or having to be put down was uh, absurd it's um, interesting I wonder like did it go up um, yeah 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 and I heard a you know why I've heard I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or actually someone who's on the inside but that um, the new Owners or new manager of the track um, changed to like a cheaper kind of dirt on the track that maybe had more like rocks or or more hard chunks in it that caused horses to break their legs. I don't know if that's true or if that's just a conspiracy theory. It was something I overheard at a party back when parties were still happening. Um, uh, uh, I don't know, but we're we're way off topic. The point is California split is great. Um, Next up, Colorado i couldn't think of one uh
0: yeah neither could i and except of course for the i don't know eight dozen uh old westerns that incorporate the name um but yeah just those like diamond dozen westerns and uh but i hadn't seen any so yeah i'm fine to move on from colorado uh,
1: okay then we will move on to Christmas in Connecticut or Connecticut, but Christmas in Connecticut is the only movie that I had. I don't know if you had a Connecticut.
0: uh, No, I mean, there's, there's a Connecticut Yankee in King, King Arthur's court, but I haven't seen that one. I saw the, the remake.
1: Uh, I haven't seen either one or read the book. I have the book. It's on a shelf over there. Um, But uh, Christmas in Connecticut is uh, a movie in which Barbara Stanwyck plays a uh, newspaper columnist. Who's kind of like a, um, I guess a proto Martha Stewart type. Um, And, but her column is written in a sort of persona where she is this like happy homemaker in lovely rural Connecticut who work, who owns a ranch and cooks and decorates and all these things. And really she's, you know, uh, uh, a fast talking Manhattan career gal who lives in a, in a studio apartment. So she has to, for, uh, plot reasons yeah. <laughs> she, she basically has to uh, pretend to live in this big house in in Connecticut. And it becomes a farce where she's hosting Christmas dinner for like a war veteran and her, and the guy who owns her newspaper at this house that she's on, only got to a few hours before they even arrived. Um, it's not, it's not as good as it's as the potential. There's a lot of potential there that is untapped, but in terms of what the movie um what the term Connecticut means. I don't, uh, uh, again, I think, I think this is less a movie about Connecticut and more a movie about what people in Manhattan or New York city in general think of when they think of Connecticut. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, To me, that's, that's what Christmas in Connecticut means. It's the sort of idyllic countryside. That's a day, you know, less than a, that's an afternoon's drive from, Manhattan. To me, that's that's what the Connecticut and Christmas in Connecticut means. Uh, I, I have nothing for Delaware. Nope. Florida, I have one, The Florida Project. Yes, indeed. Um, and again, we're, like with California Split being a Los Angeles movie, The Florida Project is so specifically Orlando yeah. um, that it feels weird to... Uh, uh, it feels almost insulting to other parts of, of the state, you know, Miami, you've got Miami. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, we, you and I really should do our series of city movies. Cause when I think Miami, I think the birdcage um, hmm. uh, to me, that's a Miami Miami movie. Also, I guess the bad boys movies are Miami, but uh, I don't really think of them as being um, yeah. uh, them
0: as being specific. <laughs> yeah really um,
1: way. uh yeah except I mean, there's the in bad boys 2 there's the the um car chase where the bad guys have hijacked the, the what's it called the the car that's carrying other the truck that carries cars yeah. and it's literally like unhooking cars and essentially throwing cars and and that takes place on a very specific miami bridge that's one yeah. of the sort of an iconic uh uh bridge um but I don't know that I would, that's enough to consider it a Miami movie. But The Florida Project uh, is uh, a movie that's very much about the idea. Just as I talked about Los Angeles being a place where everyone thinks of the movie industry, but most people who live here uh, aren't involved in the movie industry, yeah. um, Orlando is a place that people associate with uh, Disney and to a lesser extent, universal studios um but uh is still a place where people live their day-to-day lives out of view of that
0: and the idea of yeah like it's seen as sort of this glamorous place in certain ways um because it's sunny and because it's a tourist destination and all of that um but there is also a great deal of of poverty and just people just living their lives, as you say, um, and not unlike California. I mean, Florida just there are so many different aspects to it. You know, northern Florida could not be more different than southern Florida, mm-hmm. um, and so and at this point, like I think people have a certain association with Florida in relation to the rest of the country is like, it's this weird state that decides elections.
1: Um <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about the whole like Florida man sort of, uh, oh, yes, meme. means. Well, there's that. Um, at, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, you're right. There's, yeah. Florida is known for a lot of things that aren't, uh, yeah. aren't great. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, I feel bad for, uh, for people who maybe I'm sure there are Floridians who have a lot of pride. Um, in the fact that Tom Petty is from Florida, right? Sure. Uh, uh, Seminal band from my teenage years, Less Than Jake. They're from Gainesville, Florida.
0: <laughs> I've not thought of Less Than Jake in uh, <laughs> more than 20 years.
1: Um, um, Florida State's good at football uh, pretty much perennially. Gators, uh, right? Uh, yeah, that's the, the Gators. G- that's where Gatorade comes from. Right. And also um, just actual Gators yeah they're famous for for actual gators oh this reminded me of something uh a, a movie that i wish i could have put on here but it didn't uh, uh pass my test is john sales sunshine state that's a florida movie it has the nickname in in the title but uh didn't qualify but uh i like sunshine state it's been a long time since i've seen it but um same
0: here yeah but i liked it when i saw it
1: yeah and i tend to like john sales movies all right what's next Well, Georgia's next. We already covered that. We don't know Georgia, uh, Hawaii. I've never seen the movie Hawaii based on James
0: Michener's novel, Hawaii. Nor have I, but I did see hard ticket to Hawaii. I was aware of it as a function of red letter media. And then I took the liberty of watching it on my own. It is, it, it is every bit as ridiculous and stupid, uh, as one might think. Um, I'm not familiar with the filmmaker as those guys are. Uh, I only knew the film itself and it's a, it's like a good, like bad movie kind of thing. Okay. Oh, I love the title, hard ticket to Hawaii. It's just like, I don't know. It's sound, it's, that title deserves a much better movie than, than is there.
1: Yeah. Does it literally mean like it's a, it's difficult to get, <laughs> the ticket to Hawaii? Or is it like, they're just talking about like the hard, like the printout, the hard copy of a ticket to Hawaii. I We're not talking about scanning your phone at the gate here. Right.
0: You need a hard ticket to
1: Hawaii.
0: Yeah. No, there's no, uh, uh, Oh shoot. Now I can't remember. There's no trust, uh, system here going on, but anyway. right. Honor, okay. honor system, the honor system. That's yeah. it. Thank you. Um, okay. So what's next?
1: Well, what's next is this is where I uh, have to be shameful because next is Idaho and there are a couple that leap to mind, neither of which I've seen, which is Gus Van Sands, my own private Idaho and uh, the Polish brothers, twin falls, Idaho.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I've seen both. uh, And I didn't count twin falls, Idaho, because it's, there's a lot of stuff going on with that title, but, um, but uh, I, but I, I like both movies quite a bit and I do like my own private Idaho. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think I saw it in high school. Um, maybe college, but, uh, but yeah, I remember liking it quite a bit and I'm trying to think how, uh, you know, with the, with the use of, of Idaho and certainly with, same with Twin Falls, Idaho, I think like Idaho is seen as like this kind of remote place and certainly not some kind of paradise, but just a place that is lonely and maybe you can sort of just do your own thing, but also because it's middle america and seen as small town uh in its own way it, it's a place where if you're kind of an outsider people might not care for you very much um so yeah both uh, both good movies okay i like the. i think i've only seen i think three polish brothers movies but i i like their sensibilities they haven't made that many didn't they didn't they make a new one did they make a new one i don't actually know Well, now I have to look this They made The Astronaut Farmer, yes?
1: Which is the only one of their movies that I've seen. Oh, okay. Uh, And I like The Astronaut Farmer. Um, But I feel like... Oh, this is like an early Coen Brothers thing where only one of them is credited.
0: Oh, okay.
1: As the director. But... um... Oh, yeah. They just made Force of Nature, which is getting terrible reviews.
0: Which one is that? Uh,
1: That's the new Mel Gibson movie
0: oh okay and yeah it's a different writer uh and yeah only michael polish is credited as the director so yeah who knows
1: yeah um anyway uh okay so that's idaho uh illinois i couldn't even think of one
0: yeah me either
1: yeah um yeah, I don't know what you think of when you think of Illinois movie. I mean, you think of Chicago.
0: I think of Chicago, and I think of Abraham Lincoln. And I believe there is a movie called, like, uh, Abe Lincoln in Illinois or something. Oh, like okay. That. Ray- Raymond Massey plays him. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's
1: it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie. Uh, um, I always think of Groundhog Day, even though it takes place in Pennsylvania. It was shot in uh, – oh, it, had, it has, like, a – memorable name or it should be a memorable name but i can't remember the name of the town in illinois where they shot that oh that's uh, that's a shame all right so moving on to indiana and uh, i've seen two movies in the indiana in the title indiana jones and the last crusade and indiana jones in the temple of doom because of course his name is not in of the lost ark and that's and then that's all of them. There are only those three Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, no, I know there's another one. I just haven't seen it, so I didn't it's not count very it. good. You're fine. Uh, um, but uh, I don't have anything to say. I mean, these movies have nothing to do with Indiana. It was the dog's name, as we learned.
0: Yes, although it is, like, it's just such a great name, Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. like uh, syllabically or however you say that. Um, I think it works really well. The fact that his last name is a generic last name um, for a while. It was Indiana Smith, but Steven Spielberg said, I think Jones works better and uh, and he's correct. And somehow like Indiana more so than really any, uh, any other state or even place. Like it just, I have a very specific idea of, indiana and it's that not that it's like the wild west or anything like that but there's like a certain independence to it and and all of that so yeah it's it's a great name for a character
1: yeah it's weird like indiana jones sounds right indiana smith sounds like maybe if he were a detective indiana smith yeah uh, but this this guy's a uh an, an adventurer his name's Indian Jones. I don't know why I, I don't know why I make that uh distinction. Um could you think of a single movie with Iowa in the title?
0: No, I can't.
1: I know I there's the movie Cedar Rapids obviously is not. Right, yeah. Uh doesn't have Iowa in the title but that's where Cedar Rapids is. Uh for Kansas I mentioned it up up top uh Kansas City Confidential which um is a movie that uh, um, does not t- – other than I think the very beginning, it's been a while since I've seen it, um, doesn't actually take place in Kansas City. It takes place almost entirely in Mexico. Uh, but the uh, the premise as I remember it is that there's a guy who's robbed a, a bank or an armored car or something in Kansas City and has fled to Mexico and some other – some other gangsters who know he's there have come down to find him and kill him and take the money that he rightfully stole and his money away <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, from him. It's Have you seen it? It's a cool little movie.
0: No, I haven't. I think I would like it. Uh, yeah. Um, and there's the Robert Altman Kansas City. Which I haven't seen. And, I, and I'm and i not counting. Okay.
1: Uh, hold on, let me take a drink of this water. Right. You, can you think of a Kentucky? Oh, I, I do have a Kentucky.
0: Uh, there is. I mean, I... There's the Kentucky Fried movie.
1: That's uh, the one that I have.
0: uh, And and Walter Brennan won one of his Oscars for the movie Kentucky, but I've never seen it. Um, The fact that it's called Kentucky and has Walter Brennan in it leads me to think that it's a Western, but I don't really know.
1: How many Oscars did Walter Brennan win? I think two. What's the other one for?
0: I can't place it right now.
1: Because I'm trying to think what I've seen him in. Would it, would it be Sergeant York? Um,
0: supporting actor
1: for I mean, Sergeant yeah, York?
0: He won supporting actor, uh, I think, a couple of times. Walter, Brennan. Let's see if I can get it before you. Oh, he won three Oscars. Okay.
1: Yeah, so he yeah. did win for Sergeant York and the Westerner. I mean,
0: oh, no. Nominated for Sergeant
1: York. Nominated for Sergeant York. He won... For the Supporting Western. roles for the Westerner of Kentucky and come and get it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, every uh every couple of years it's time for Walter Brennan to get an Oscar. Uh, yeah. because it was 36, 38, and 40. Um, and then he was nominated in 41, and you know, uh it was an off year for him. I guess so. But, uh, and then in 42 he died. That's not true.
1: Oh. But, uh, anyway <laughs> Um uh, okay, yeah. I don't have anything to say about the Kentucky Fred movie unless you do it. It's not about Kentucky, it's just a f- a name they think is funny. Yeah
0: there's a lot that i enjoy about that movie
1: but one i i haven't seen it since i was probably in high school do you think it holds up at all
0: uh you know what i was watching it it was available on canopy and so i started watching it and some of it you know as one would expect some of it holds up some of it does not they're usually because it really is kind of a sketch movie yeah um it really just depends on from one to the other Um, There's some stuff that is not super racially sensitive, as one might expect.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a whole, like, Kung Fu, see, that's like the longest one of the, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that doesn't hold up. There's also stuff that I think from a a sexism standpoint, I mean, there's Catholic schoolgirls in trouble is probably probably because of the age i might have even been in middle school when i saw it probably because of the age that i was at the time that i saw it i would say catholic school girls in trouble made the biggest impression on me sure um because it's barely a joke it's mostly just an excuse for like five to seven minutes of pure nudity yeah
0: and uh but i do the title is funny yeah Uh, and then uh Then, of course, they they would cut to, uh, you know, the newscaster occasionally saying something. And I remember this might be the very first thing of the film is the newscaster saying the popcorn you're eating has been pissed in film at 11. (laughs) And then that's it. So it's like, you know, that's a three second joke. And then we move on to something else. But uh, anyway. OK, so what's next? Uh,
1: Sorry, I I got distracted. I I could talk about Kentucky Fried movie longer about how it just... (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like when I, I remember when, uh, when I was probably in, probably still in like fifth grade or so fifth or sixth grade, I was on a little league team and my, like like my friend, uh, uh, would have sleepovers and we'd take his dad's camera and like make up like sketches, make up little skits and film them. And I feel like Kentucky Friday movie is that except someone accidentally gave them way too much money. um and, right. and so there's something in the like uh it feels like there's almost like a purity to the movie in a way like uh, uh that it's there's an unbridled quality to Kentucky Fried movie that is yeah. at least noteworthy but uh yeah I doubt uh, I bet a lot of it I would I would grit my teeth or uh through these days uh okay sorry next is Louisiana couldn't think of a single one me either um after that is Maine uh in which I have one two if you count the uh silent film si- the French silent film l'inhumaine because it has the word Maine within the word inhumane <laughs> uh, True, it does. Uh, but uh I'm not counting that
0: uh do you have one uh no I mean there's state in Maine but it's not referencing the uh the state
1: um and it's not spelled that way right
0: is it oh yeah you're right
1: yeah it's not specific. yeah it's me so, okay. um yeah. i have this is a, re- a, a movie from a few years ago uh, a very tiny uh independent movie um that's just called maine and uh weirdly something that has come up a number of times the movie doesn't pl- take place in maine at all the movie takes place. it's it, it's about uh it's actually a really good movie it's got um what's his name uh the Me from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. He's a good actor despite being in Me and Like, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl is not something I hold against him. Um, Thomas, and then, some, uh, is it Thomas Mann or is it.
0: It might be Thomas Mann. The, yeah. The, yeah,
1: okay. Because I get it confused with Gabriel Mann. Um, yeah, he was in Joe and the Pussycats and he was on the uh, television series Revenge. Um, and then the, uh, the woman in Maine is. Um, uh, uh, She's in a bunch of stuff, but she was in that movie Victoria, that, that movie that um is like two hours and fifteen minutes and it's all one take. Oh yes, yes. Um uh, uh Costa is 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 her name. Um and uh let's see. Uh I feel like she was in something else recently. Um but uh anyway, I like her um but yeah, uh, the movie, it's about two people who are both hiking the Appalachian Trail alone. And we get hints of what their reasons are for setting off on this thing alone. And basically they meet up and decide to hike for a while. Part of the, there's not much story to the movie, but kind of the little the limited conflict of the movie is that they're both, they both understand that they could split off and go back to being on their own, at any moment and the tension in every scene is like are they gonna go their several ways now right. uh but the Appalachian trail ends in maine so that's why the movie's called that because that's their um destination but uh it's only a minor spoiler to say that we never see either of them get to maine right. uh in the movie but uh good little movie it sounds good yeah okay so what's next we're in the m's there's a lot of uh m states um maryland couldn't think of anything Nope. there's the movie annapolis i can think of you know movies that have or, or you know take place in maryland sure. obviously yeah um Uh. what's after maryland uh massachusetts that's too way too unwieldy to be able yeah. to put in a in, in a yeah. in a in a title plus no one Thinks of Massachusetts outside of Boston anyway. It's
0: it's just Boston. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Michigan. I couldn't think of one.
0: No, neither can I actually.
1: I know. It seems like there should be a like Lake Michigan movie or like, I mean, there's again, there's Detroit rock city or whatever, you know, and then just the
0: movie Detroit,
1: Detroit. Yeah. There's, um, the Richard Linklater movie tape takes place in Lansing. Okay. Um,
0: Parts parts of, uh, like the the finale of uh, out of sight takes place in detroit as well mm. um robocop obviously takes place yeah. in detroit
1: yeah uh okay so nothing from michigan uh minnesota i've never seen feeling minnesota i don't know if it takes place there or if that's the character's name or both uh
0: i don't remember uh i have seen it though not f- in a very long time and uh i would venture to say that based on the visual look of it it takes place in minnesota because okay. I've been there and that's what it looks like. It's cold and miserable and uh, very white uh, in multiple definitions of the word. And uh, okay. yeah, it's yeah,
1: none of the characters is named Minnesota. Okay. But I do
0: recall there was a lot I liked about the movie actually um, at the time. And maybe if I, cause again, I, I think this is one I saw in high school and uh, I think it's possible that if I saw it now, I might not like it as much or I might like it more. There was a, there was a quality to it that I really responded to. Uh,
1: the director, Stephen Bagelman has never made it in a movie and had never directed one before. Wow. He still has a career as a writer. Um, he, he wrote uh, the Miles Davis uh, biopic miles ahead uh, that I think you didn't like. Right. Uh,
0: that's that's correct. Yes. I did not um, care
1: for it, but yeah, this guy, I mean, Feeling, Minnesota is a fun cast. Is yeah, now. Ken Reeves, Vincent D'Onofrio, Cameron Diaz, Delroy Lindo, Dan Aykroyd, Courtney Love, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday Weld. Yeah. Um, John Carroll Lynch shows up apparently. Uh, Max Perlick. Um,
0: I can't place who that is.
1: Levon Helm is a Bible salesman. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Max Perlick is an actor you. Would definitely recognize, and I'm looking up and trying to figure out. Even I like don't know what I know him from. I just know that I recognize him. I'm trying to pick out something specific, uh, but I can't. Uh, well, I can't think of on it. him now. Uh, oh, him!
0: All right, you know what? I think he was in that movie Georgia that I talked about. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not sure if that's actually true. I believe he is, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, he was in a few episodes of Gilmore Girls. That's a, a, a notable uh, role. Um, yes, he
0: was in Georgia. Oh man, if you've got a, a state movie, you cast Max Perlick. <laughs> All right. Um Holy shit, he was on a, on an episode of
1: Hawaii five oh. Wow, this guy <laughs> has a niche. Exactly. Yeah, Georgia. Um oh man, now I he's feel in, like yeah I need to find one more. He's in Homeward
0: Bound two, Lost in San Francisco. He's in well, a movie called city scrapes Los Angeles. Uh Okay, man, so it's man. He was on LA law place so, names. So places I think, Oh man, this is, this is working for me. Yeah. All right. Way okay. to go. Uh,
1: Max Perlick. Um, but next up is uh, Mississippi. Uh in which there. Yeah. There's only two that I've seen. Um, and I'll start with the one in which it's not part of it takes place in I, don't, I can't remember any of that actually takes place in Mississippi, but Mississippi grind
0: right, in which, which more about the Mississippi river. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's it. It, t- it takes place from, from Iowa to new Orleans. Yeah. Um, uh, with a, a, a stop in St. Louis and a scene, uh, shot where you can actually see the arch, uh, they're on a boat in the, on the Mississippi and you can see the arch, um, behind Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Right. Isn't that movie? Yes. yeah. Uh, that's a good movie. It is a good way. movie. I like it a lot. Um, but then the more obvious one that I've seen is Mississippi Burning,
0: right? And uh, so, and I'll I'll go ahead and bring in Ghosts of Mississippi, which I also saw, and both of the like when you think of Mississippi, granted, M- Massachusetts is an unwieldy name. Mississippi is also kind of an unwieldy name, but if you've got, there is a def- definitely a national association with Mississippi. Uh, that along with Alabama being like just the worst states during the civil rights era and before. And so, you know, if you call your, if you've got a civil rights, I mean, if if it takes place in Mississippi, that's fine. But it's like, we are going to call it this so people know immediately. So they at least have an idea of exactly what they're going to be getting into. And so uh, yeah, so both Mississippi burning and ghost of Mississippi kind of, operate on that same principle that, uh, you know, this is going to be, uh, some tough sledding.
1: Um, Mississippi burning, by the way, I, I mean, Alan Parker is a talented director, but I doubt that movie holds up under current circumstances. The idea that it's a movie about like the KKK and racism, but all of the protagonists are white <laughs> and antagonists, like the, the black characters in the movie for the most part are, are just there as, the victims of, of, of of their, they
0: exist sort of tangential to the story. Um, I see, I could see people being on board with it because like our our two main characters are like representatives of the government. mm -hmm. And so it's this idea. It's like, well, if any change is going to be made, then a significant portion of it will have to be, have to come from the outside from people in power, which is to say, in this in the, in the case of this film like white people and so i could see people being on board with it because these two characters are, are so passionate about trying to make a difference but it would yes help if uh if there there are some like african-american characters that play a role but they are at best supporting and uh, yeah, that's w- a little generous
1: looking at just the, the order that IMDb has the credits in at least yeah. you have to get to the 10th cast member before you get to a black actor. And that's uh Baja Jola. I don't know uh, mm. who that is. And then number 12 is Frankie Faison. Um, yeah. But I mean, hell of a cast of white actors. <laughs> you got yeah. Gene Hackman, Willem Dafoe, Francis McDormand, Brad Dourif, Arlie Ermey, Stephen Tobolowsky, uh, Michael Rooker, Pruitt Taylor Vince, Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Uh, that's a hell of a, a, hell of a cast, uh, again, of white people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Frankie on Darius McCrary. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember. Um, but there aren't that many black actors in the movie that I actually am familiar with. Um, that does seem like a very, what is it? 88, that movie? 88. Yeah. Tobin Bell is in it. Oh yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't remember Tobin Bell,
0: but I like him. Uh, do you have anything else for Mississippi? Uh, no, I will say though, that, uh, there's the movie, uh, free state of Jones, which not officially a state, but yeah. if you, you know, it makes, uh, Mississippi burning look positively woke, uh, yeah. a term I mostly don't use. Um, but by did you see free state of Jones?
1: Yeah, I did. Unfortunately. Oh boy. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's tough, you. tough to sit through. Yeah. Uh, next up is Missouri. Uh, the the first one that came to mind for me was the Missouri breaks, but I've never seen
0: it. Same with me uh, um, cases. Yeah.
1: So uh, there is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which yeah. is a movie that as a Missouri born person, um, that's another thing I was thinking about that. I in- increasingly, I don't think my sports allegiance to St. Louis will ever go away, but increasingly I think of myself as an Angelino first. Hmm. Um, and so I was going to say as a Missourian, but I feel like, I, I don't know that I feel that I identify with that, uh, as much anymore. I still have a lot of pride in where I'm from. And of course, like I said, I'll always, you know, the blues and the Cardinals will always be my teams for those sports, but, uh, I don't feel as much connection, but that said, I do find three real outside of Missouri to be a bad movie, just in the first place, but also not a good Missouri movie, because I Ebbing, mean, Missouri is a fake place. The movie has nothing whatsoever to say about Missouri. It is using Missouri the way that Connecticut, Christmas of Connecticut uses Connecticut. That's yeah. just like uh, a, a, a metonym for a whole part of the country and way of life.
0: And as somebody who did live in a small town in Missouri, uh, the part of Missouri that, you know, that Ebbing would conceivably take place uh, in or exist in, um, yeah, it's, it's not about Missouri. It's just whatever Martin McDonough wants it to be about. And, you know, it's, I don't require a film to necessarily be consistent with like where it would seem to take place. But one thing that really bothers me so much, because you can just see the writer aspect of it is, uh, where Nick Searcy plays like the, the, Head priest at like the local parish, and he comes to visit Francis McDormand and say, "Hey, you know, maybe we need to be forgiving and all that." And it, he's just teeing her up to d- deliver this monologue about like uh, the Catholic Church and all that. And he's and he's meant to be like the leader of this, the religious leader of this community. And so it's like, okay, so Martin McDonough just wanted to say something about the Catholic Church. But outside of, to my knowledge, outside of St. Louis, Catholicism is not the dominant religion in Missouri. If he was like, if it was an Assembly of God church, yeah. uh, that I would buy. But at the same, but I can't imagine Martin McDonough did a whole lot of research, and I imagine this Irishman. Uh, yeah, he very, is. yeah yeah. So uh, yeah, um, it just, it's not. I don't think it's a very good Missouri movie. Uh, but I guess it's a good it's a good movie for, uh, an Irishman's idea of Missouri, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's
1: funny. You mentioned, um, um, where you're from being kind of this type of place, but I, I don't, I don't see ebbing the fictional ebbing as being an Ozark place. I guess I considered it it more a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess I considered it to be like, At the bottom, like the southern part of Missouri, but a little bit further east, like maybe Rolla. Yeah. Near Rolla. Yeah. Okay. Um, Getting very Missouri specific here. Uh, I was going to say Bolivar. Um, um, Okay. Uh, Lebanon? Lebanon, yeah. Yeah. Um, But not Nevada. Not in Nevada, right. Missouri. Uh that's no, a when, that's on the way up to uh uh to Kansas City. Nevada is yeah. closer to um oh shit, now I'm drawing a blank on where uh the college was. Um that our friend Matt went to. Oh, Central um, It's geez. called It's called Central Missouri State even though it's yeah. pretty far to the west. And I can't yeah, think of the name of sure the
0: Jason Eakin went there as well. Oh, all right. Um
1: Damn, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, is that's that, too that's bad. That's not Rolla, is it? No, no, Rolla is also a college town, but I can't remember the name of okay. that uh, that little college there either. Okay. Uh, all right, then we're getting away. No one cares about this, um, except it is going to bu- bug me that I can't think of the name of that uh, that town because I went to Boys State there. Do you know what Boys State is? It's a high school thing where... no, uh, Most states have these where boys... Uh, come spend a week during the summer. like uh, It's like politics camp and you like uh, basically learn how state politics work and you take it like some people, uh, you know, it's like almost like a mock uh, uh, Congress, like state Congress. Um, anyway, did you find it? Yes, I did. Uh, what is it? It is Warrensburg. Warrensburg. That's right. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, that's way too much Missouri talk for most of our listeners to to bear. Um,
0: next up is Montana. I couldn't, th- I couldn't find one. Nope. Un- unless uh, again, anything that is in a wide open space, there are like 18 yeah. Westerns with that in the title. Yeah. They really did make a lot of Westerns. They really did. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: all right. Uh, Nebraska, there's an obvious one. Uh, yes. and that's the movie Nebraska.
0: Yes. Which You know, again, speaking in terms of, of what I was talking about, like you call it Nebraska and people have an idea of certainly how it's going to look and, uh, the type of characters we're dealing with. And, uh, yeah. And I think it mostly, uh, fits that bill. Uh, the one, the one difference being like, I don't picture now we've talked about my color thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I associate Nebraska with the color yellow. Um, Probably, of not corn? Because, probably not because of corn oh, okay. uh just i don't know what it is and so like it's in my mind the fact that the movie is called nebraska but shot in black and white i have a real hard time with that mentally um <laughs> but uh but yeah do you feel like the the movie uh and this is you know i try to just accept the artistic choices of whatever the filmmaker does but uh Do you feel like that movie earns its black and whiteness? Oh,
1: um, I guess I never, I I guess, no, I don't, I don't think I ever really thought of it
0: like that. It just, I don't know. The movie's black and white. I guess I just took it at face value. Yeah. And I usually do as well, but like black and white, it's, it's almost like the, what is it? The, the, uh, Academy aspect ratio where it's like, okay, you're making a very specific choice here and, on one hand, I can I'll I'll try and give you the benefit of the doubt and assume you did it for a reason. Undoubtedly, you probably did, but at the same time, it's just like, is this just? Are you being Are you being extra? That's a term I don't use very often, but <laughs> yeah, are you you being use, artistically extra.
1: Uh, you should use a little more. Uh, okay. um Yeah, I don't know, um, but I also don't know. If, I thought you were going to ask me, "Is it a good Nebraska movie?" I'd, I've been to Lincoln twice, weirdly, but I don't right. know Nebraska very well. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I liked Lincoln. It's not, uh, it's a college town. So I, I like college towns. Um, all right. Uh, Nevada couldn't come up with one. There's plenty of Vegas movies oh, sure. and, and some Reno movies, but yeah. it could not come up with a Nevada, um, New Hampshire. There's a big one. There's hotel, New Hampshire. Hotel right? only, I've yeah. never seen it. Neither have I. Okay. Um, uh, New Jersey. I struggle because of my being strictly literal, this Jersey girl count. But I said no, but, I mean,
0: that is what it's referring to. Yeah, and honestly, like... New- or Jersey Boys, which I didn't see. Sure, oh, yes. Um, yeah, I did see uh, Jersey Girl. And I, I'm, I will count it simply because so many people, both from New Jersey and visiting New Jersey, refer to it as Jersey. Um, so I'm, I'll allow it, as opposed okay. to Sunshine State. You know that's a different thing okay so
1: right because uh, people don't go around calling it the sunshine state unless they're being verbose
0: or whatever yeah being an asshole that you don't want to keep talking to um
1: <laughs> sounds like something i would do actually um <laughs> yeah i know that's what i'm saying <laughs> uh okay well um i don't know anything to say about jersey girl uh it's a
0: better movie than people it's that's literally what i was about to say though it's, it's yeah. better than its reputation And that's the thing is its reputation is such that like the Kevin Smith fans were like, Oh, gross. What is this? And then the movie fans were like, Hey, this isn't bad. Yeah. You know? And, but because the, the Kevin Smith like fanboys were not in favor of it, like that's where the reputation came along.
1: Well, also I, it I think it also was not very widely liked at the time because it was, it had the the G lead. Sure. Sure. People were so sick of Benefer as a tabloid entity that i feel like that movie uh um well better than geely though probably not as entertaining to watch as geely that's probably uh, true, yes. um uh, uh it was a casualty of people's hatred yeah uh all right so then we move into new mexico i couldn't nothing. think of one nothing um trying to think of movies that take place in, Mex- in New Mexico, the first, weirdly the first thing that left to mind was uh, the Chuck Norris vehicle, Lone Wolf McQuaid uh, Of course, of course. <laughs> Which takes place in um, uh, where did I, I, I can't remember, but in New Mexico um, Not Albuquerque, maybe Santa Fe?
0: I can't remember I have no idea um, I'm not as up on my Chuck Norris vehicles as I, uh, as I <laughs> used to be So then that
1: brings us to New York, which there are a ton of movies, but like you said, they all refer to the city. I'll just run through what I have here. Okay. Um, Oh, I actually, I mentioned Synecdoche, New York, but there is actually another one that has the state New York in the name and that's New York, New York. Sure. Sure. Um, but here's what I'll run through escape from New York gangs of New York home alone Two, lost in New York, New York, New York. That's my second Scorsese, New York stories, third scorsese yeah um the only living boy in new york and yeah. synecdoche new york and then i put on here the richard gear uh, uh character actor extravaganza norman whose full title is norman the moderate rise and tragic fall of a new york
0: fixer hmm. isn't he also in autumn in new york I never saw Autumn in New York. Neither did I. But uh, but yeah, he's in a couple of New York movies. But uh, my wife and I are
1: watching. I'm not sure how far into BoJack Horseman you ever got. But uh, there's... I think four seasons. So you might have seen... I can't remember. There's a there's a scene and weirdly a, a crucial like plot point that turns on the fact that the movie autumn in New York was released in August of 2000. <laughs> and they have this whole conversation about why uh, the movie was released in autumn in New York or was released. The movie called autumn in New York was released in the summer. Uh, it's a very funny, that's sh- I, I can't believe I resisted that show for so long. It is so up my alley on so many different yeah. planes. It's a, various of my alleys, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, uh, Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, I don't know what to say about these New York movies because they're all New York City movies. Yeah. Except for in New York. But even that, I think, mostly takes place in New York City, right? I believe so, yeah. I can't remember.
0: Um, I think it does because, obviously, it's like a big... uh, Warehouse. It's the theater scene. Right. And, uh, you know, so he comes out of that, so...
1: Yeah, I can't remember. Um but uh yeah, I guess New York is the kind of place that is mostly forgotten outside of its uh yeah, outside of, of New York City. Um it does have a thing, you know, uh, comparing Los Angeles and New York is the thing that's always very fun and not at all exhausting or annoying to do. But um uh much like I think people from the Los Angeles and San Diego area have a different idea of what northern california is than actual northern californians my understanding is that new yorkers in terms of new york city dwellers tend to use the word upstate very liberally to mean just north of new york <laughs> um whereas um i think it gets a little more specific once you get up there where something like the hudson river valley would not be considered upstate New York, that's the Hudson River Valley, that the actual north is is upstate. Uh, I you
0: don't know, know. The, this uh, one of the things that I like about the uh, O.J. Simpson documentary uh, Made in America is, you know, I have no association with Buffalo, uh, New York, but then they spend enough time there because he was playing for the Buffalo Bills. Uh-huh. And everyone just talked about, like, they were saying it's like, he was like the best player in the NFL on this team that no one cares about in a place that's terrible. <laughs> just like, and they show they show like shots of winter in Buffalo, and it just looks like a fucking tundra. Yeah, and it's like okay, so I got a, I have a pretty strong sense of Buffalo, you know, from a certain perspective.
1: Um, yeah, I have, uh, I have two friend, two coworkers actually. Um, who are from Buffalo, except, um, uh, hold on. I have to look this up on, on the map here. Um, I can't remember. Uh, one of them like claims Buffalo, but my other friend was like, you know, he's from Rochester, right? <laughs> like <laughs> not Riffy really from Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but, um, what a weird uh, thing to deny someone. Yeah. But, I mean, they have a claim to fame with the Buffalo Wings. Those are really delicious. Um, Don't get mad at that
0: card. There's nothing we can do about it. I'm upset with myself for leaving the window open.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, And, yeah, their sports teams are uh, often not good. The Buffalo Sabres are just just going through a, a, a big upheaval. They fire the general manager uh after after years on
0: underperformance is is buffalo a big city like it's got these sports teams so it's, got, it's got two
1: been, but i mean two. green bay wisconsin has a professional
0: sports team right but columbus ohio has one but like green bay like do, what else does wisconsin have like what other like does does milwaukee
1: milwaukee has um a baseball team obviously right. um but
0: yeah, I'm like it's not one sure. thing if it's Green Bay. It's like okay, well, it's essentially the 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 football team for the whole state, right? You know what I mean? Right. As opposed to like, well, New York has a football team, and I can't imagine that like Buffalo war being a large enough place. And I, this is me speaking purely from a geographical standpoint. Like, you know, San Francisco and Los Angeles are like far, or San Diego are like far enough away from each other. I get it, but yeah, where it's just like okay, we've got. You know the New York Jets, and uh, don't worry, we've got another New York team, but it is based out of Buffalo. But they're not like
1: near each other. No, I like guess, they're on opposite sides of true. the state.
0: Um, I think of New York as a fairly small state, but I guess it, I know I guess it isn't. Um,
1: yeah, let's see. Buffalo is the second largest city in the state of New York. But now what's the uh, first? <laughs> um uh schenectady actually um uh but uh yeah i don't know i mean buffalo it makes sense i think for hockey because it's buffalo is practically canada it's literally right there um i mean buffalo is much closer to toronto than it is to new york city um Anyway, we went way way too far into New York and we don't have anything to say about the actual movies. Yeah, indeed. Okay, what's next? But we're going to zoom through some states here anyway. Um, uh, hold on, I have to pull up. Yeah, because I don't have anything again until Texas. So stop me if you have something. Okay. North Carolina. No. North Dakota. No. Ohio. No. Yeah, welcome to, uh, what was that movie called? Welcome to Collinswood? What was that? Col- Collinswood? Yeah. Uh, doesn't it doesn't count wrong. yeah um, oklahoma i've never seen the movie oklahoma i've seen no, i've seen it on stage but i've never seen it yeah same with me yeah uh oregon couldn't think of anything no uh Pennsylvania? oddly enough no,
0: okay, I feel like that's one where they they name they go after like specific cities uh yeah um
1: Rhode island um, no. no there's uh, I'm trying to think there's that movie passionata with, uh, Valeria Galina and Jason Isaacs it takes place in Providence, I think. Oh, all right. Um, but no, I couldn't think of any South Carolina. <laughs> nope. South Dakota. Nope. Tennessee. I, I feel, I feel like there should be something there's obviously Tennessee Ernie Ford, the, the, um, the late, uh, country musician, musician whom we all learned was dead from an episode of the
0: Simpsons. <laughs> Do
1: you remember that? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, where,
0: yeah. He turns it's in, to dust, right? Yeah,
1: it, it's Branson is a place where all the country stars that you thought were dead went, and he said, "I'm Tennessee Ernie Ford." And Abe Simpson is like, "No, you're actually dead." He's like, "No, I'm not." No, yes, you are. And he like realizes he's dead and turns to dust. Um, uh, so that's what, I, that's what I think of when I think of Tennessee is Tennessee Ernie Ford. But I can't think of any movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tennessee is. It does feel like there should be a movie called The Tennessee Kid or something like that. Sure. Yeah. And maybe there is like a western called that, of course. But and then you know you have Nashville, and I think there there've been a few movies with Memphis in the title. But uh, but yeah, and then um, and then yeah, mystery train, mystery train takes place in mm-hmm. Memphis, I believe. But uh, yeah, I couldn't think of any with Tennessee in the title. I was just saying to my wife that. Memphis is the top of my list of
1: American cities that I haven't been to that I want to visit. Yeah, Memphis is up there because um, uh, of all the musical history. And also, I know it's expensive, but I really want to stay at the Peabody Hotel. Do you know about the Peabody Hotel with the ducks?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, I was. As it happens, Jen and I were watching a John Grisham movie last night, and uh, a scene takes place at the Peabody Hotel. Do they have the
1: ducks in in the scene? Uh, It's a whole thing where they have, like, they walk the ducks, like, uh, uh, through the lobby, like, at certain times a day. It's like a procession of ducks, and people come, like, take pictures and stuff. By the time Uh, we get to the Peabody in the movie, I
0: feel like that would have cut some of the tension.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So then (laughs) now we get to Texas, which is... uh, The big after New York, the biggest representation I have here, partially because there are a lot of movies in the Texas Chainsaw
0: Massacre franchise. Yeah, I'm I'm fine to just put them all into just the first one. Um, Yeah, but uh, yeah, I only have two because I never saw Texas Rangers, and I think I'm fine with it. But uh, then of course there's Paris, Texas, and such. But I'm only and Happy Texas, Happy Texas, yes,
1: Uh, which I saw in the theater. Uh, I don't remember much about you? it. Uh, I don't really remember much uh, uh, about it. Here's what I remember about that: I went with my girlfriend at the time. This was, I, I was in high school. Uh, her name was Kelly, and she drove to the theater. We were going to go see Happy Texas. She got as far as the theater and told me, "I don't want to see this movie. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to because she was in. I was still in." in in high school and she was in college i think at that point and she was like i'm going to sit in my car and study while you watch the movie <laughs> so that, oh, uh, well, yeah we 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 broke up not that long after <laughs> this is, yeah. we broke up yeah my senior year so this would have been near the end of our relationship but that's my memory of happy texas not the movie itself but the fact that i went uh to a nearly empty theater um and and saw it while my girlfriend
0: uh studied in the car out on the parking lot um and you didn't even crack any windows for she was furious by the time you got out (laughs) uh
1: it was an autumn release so she was okay yeah um so uh texas chainsaw massacre is a movie that i do think of as being very very texas i think toby hooper knows what he's talking about oh yes uh there the movie's made in texas right yeah um and i mean texas and it's uh, Texas had its own film like independent film industry uh mm-hmm. for a long a long time, and that kind of fits that mold of Texas being the state that most feels like its own country um, uh, hmm. yeah that 's true. I, I said that without thinking, and I was like yeah that 's true but it 's not the only one like I feel like California increasingly feels like its own country it just has to be a country where 12.5% of Americans actually live, yeah. um, but it does feel different in, in its own way. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I feel like the Texas chainsaw, Texas chainsaw... I've only ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and weirdly, because I rented it uh, when I was in high school, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, with oh, Anthony Connohay and Ray yeah. Um, And that's a... a that movie... I, I haven't looked at all the sequels. Is the first one the only one where chainsaw is two words? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, the next generation is definitely one word, and I think the the remakes, yeah, the the rebooted franchise are all one word. I couldn't remember if Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two with Dennis Hopper is one word or two. I've never seen that. One word. Yes.
0: Uh, Um, All right. Anything else to say about? Yeah. Just that. uh, I mean, I in the in the making of. I mean, they were talking about the title, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just like one of the most. Over the top ridiculous titles, uh, as far as just it, it feels you know very uh, metal, but you would know more about that. Than me. <laughs> but it's the kind of thing that if you had simply called it the Chainsaw Massacre, you're still gonna get people's attention. Uh-huh. But somehow you say, like, oh, but this Texas, uh, but this Chainsaw Massacre took place in texas and suddenly i could see people being like oh shit like just like really freaking out i mean, like there's no there's just no rules down there um so i feel like that's it, it really does it is a it, it feels very much like a texas movie certainly from a weather standpoint i mean it is one of the hottest movies i've ever seen um and just like the way that stuff is filmed it's just I I watch and I feel like I need a shower afterwards on multiple levels um, but uh, yeah that's one where this is one where it's it's in the title and it is about Texas in its own way somehow it just you know, going back to that other, uh, going back to Raising Arizona, like the Utah Chainsaw Massacre just doesn't feel, <laughs> it feels pretty tepid. But, uh, but yeah. And then uh, I've seen The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Okay. Um, I've never seen that. Which is, uh, it's fine. It has its moments. Um, I've never seen the, the stage musical, but uh, it's probably the most notable part of it for me is Charles Derning who plays a a slippery uh, Texas governor and he's uh, delightful. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for it, but um, so, uh, and it's, and here again, like Texas, I think is maybe it's quite that. I think along with Mississippi is one of the few States where if you incorporate the name of that state into the title, it recontextualizes every other word in the title yeah and suddenly everything seems a little bit more extreme a little bit more uh isolated i don't know
1: that's certainly the case in the one other texas movie i've seen which is the direct video sequel from *Dust till dawn 2 texas blood money well sure which like i it's i mean i'm joking but also it's true what you say like from *Dust till dawn 2 blood money is a that's a title that grabs you but yeah. texas blood money oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah shit just got real um, um yeah. yeah although Absolutely. much like kansas city confidential it's a movie that mostly takes place in Mex- or in mexico sure. um the, the i guess it's a very similar plot except with vampires uh, the the initial crime takes place in texas and then yeah. uh all of the uh uh cast all the surprising cast uh, uh with robert patrick and raymond cruz and of course danny trejo james parks i feel like Oh, Bruce Campbell's in it. I feel like I'm missing someone, but, hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I saw, uh, I don't think so. No, okay. but uh, at the time that it came out, I was so obsessed with From Dust to Dawn that I watched From Dust to Dawn 2, Texas Blood Money, and From Dust to Dawn 3, The Hangman's Daughter, which, um, uh, is better. Three is actually better than two. Neither one of them is that great, but three is cool because it's actually a Western. It takes place. It's sort of showing you the same, the same bar, hotel, brothel from the first from *Dust to Dawn*, but in like the 1860s. Oh, fun! Uh, yeah, it actually, eventually, Orlando Jones is in it.
0: Eventually, all uh, like straight-to-video horror sequels wind up doing like a, an origin story. Like *Tremors* did that. Oh, uh, like a Western *Tremors*? Yeah. It takes oh, place, wow. like in the 18 somethings. And, uh, yeah, from what I've heard, uh, as a weird uh, gift, I wound up with a box set of all the Tremors movies, or at least up to that point. I think there's been one or two more since then. Um, that's right. And by all accounts, I still haven't, I've seen the second one, but that's it. But by all accounts, they're all pretty good because they all have that same tone uh, as the first one. So at some yeah. point, I probably should watch the other ones. So okay, at the not- same time, I can't quite justify it.
1: Looking at the cast from, from Dusted On 3, Michael Parks as Ambrose Beers. He's playing a real-life person. I forgot about that part of it. Okay. Um, Jordana Spiro, Rebecca Gayhart, uh, Sonia Braga, Jenny Trejo, of course, and Orlando Jones are all in from Dusted On 3. The Hangman's Daughter. The Hangman's Daughter. Good cast.
0: All right, so that's Texas. Uh, I don't have anything for Utah. Nor do I. I think probably a lot of westerns. Best, uh, yeah, oh, undoubtedly. Uh, best, little how, best little whorehouse in Texas is the last movie I have.
1: Okay, um, Vermont, nothing. Virginia, obviously, this Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf doesn't really count. Sure, yeah. doesn't yeah. take place there. Uh, Washington is one where there's the movie George Washington, which is a not, a doesn't take place in Washington. B is not about George Washington. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, there's Mr. Smith Goes to Washington.
0: Yeah, but they not the, going to you know Seattle. Yeah, Olympia, Aberdeen. <laughs>
1: um, uh, uh, yeah, there's Mister Smith goes to Washington, and then it's unofficial remake or official remake. Uh, Billy Jack goes to Washington, right? Yeah. Um, both of which I've seen, uh, and that's the end for me too. Nothing for West Virginia, nothing for Wisconsin. Um, I feel like there's or Wyoming is the last one. Yeah, Wyoming like should be a Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I feel like there should be a Wisconsin movie, but I, I can't. I can't yeah. think of.
0: There probably, yeah, undoubtedly there probably is. And I'm trying to think like, I can't imagine there being a lot of instances where they're like, Oh yeah, we're just, uh, we're going to go the, the Pennsylvania route and we'll just name something after Madison or, uh, Milwaukee. Like I, I don't run across a lot of that, but, uh, yeah. yeah. And so the, the fact that like, it's, I wonder if it's kind of notable outside of Westerns, of course, made 70 years ago. Um, it's pretty notable, like the movies that we wound up blowing past, not because of necessarily you and I, but because there just aren't that many of them. And I think it's because they're seen as like outside of Mount Rushmore, like what do you know about the Dakotas or, or anything like that? So like, I think movies may use them, but the, the, they're, they're, the name of the state is not a selling point. So it's not gonna be in the title. Cause I'm, cause I know that there have been movies that take place in Vermont, certainly movies that take place yeah. in Utah, but uh, yeah, they're just not gonna, they're not going to say it's not the situation where someone's like, Oh my gosh, West Virginia. I've got, I've got to go see that movie as opposed to something like Alaska or Hawaii or Mississippi or something. And certainly Texas. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: then there are, and there are movies that feel like their state without having the sure. name in it. Uh, because when you were talking, we were talking about, um, Missouri, uh, being a fake town in a bad movie. Um, uh, and you were talking about where where you're from, which is kind of the Ozarks area. Uh, winter's bone is, sure. um, a movie that actually, um, feels like Southwestern yeah. Missouri t- was shot in Southwestern Missouri, uh, uh, much more o- now I, feel
0: I, I feel I should say and please don't think this is me uh, being mean or, or anything like that I'm not from southern Missouri did I say you I, were from southern Missouri you, said, you mentioned where, where I was from right and, yeah uh, no you're a Californian yeah, I live there I'm a Californian and then a Coloradan and uh, I spent three years in Missouri but they were three very formative years well, that's because we met there. Obviously, you know what—that's actually kind of true. Um, I, you know, that's uh, like the Missouri State Show came out of that, and that was fun. And hey, without the Missouri State Show, I wouldn't have been—I've never been to Nebraska outside of that. So there you go.
1: Yeah, that's that was the that was the second time I was in Nebraska in Lincoln. Jesus. Uh, the first time is, uh, you know, you and I ended up going to college together in, in Chicago, uh, which was the right choice, but, um, maybe the college I was most heavily considering was the university of Nebraska. And my mom and I went to Lincoln, uh, to tour the campus and, 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 and see what kind of programs, uh, they had, which is another thing that's interesting to me, uh, or, or a bit of trivia about me is that. I was never on an airplane until I was 17 years old and that airplane was to Omaha where I'm then rented a car and we drove to Lincoln. So yeah, I never flew anywhere until I was 17 and I went to Omaha.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you want, you got to start small, you know, you you don't want to, what are you going to do? Uh, the first plane ride you go to Italy. No, that's not going to work. You gotta, you know, gotta start slow.
1: Yeah, I, but um, uh, it's just like last summer my family came from all over the, the country wherever they uh, are and we and we stayed in it we rented a, a, like a, a vacation house in Los Osos, um, uh, which is near like um, the Hearst uh, 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 mansion um, and so like my siblings brought their like tiny k- kids who were like yeah. like two or even even younger and um, and I was like oh those, those lucky. Motherfuckers, they get to be on a plane to San Jose uh, at, at, at 18 months, and I uh, waited 17 years to go to Omaha.
0: Gosh, I think the first time I was on a plane, I think my family, I think I was probably like 10, and I think my family went to Hawaii. I think that was the first time I was on a plane.
1: I've never been to Hawaii. Mm. Um, but yeah, my family. We went on vacations, but we just drove everywhere. We drove to Virginia. We drove to Florida. We drove to Colorado. Um, and I still prefer driving. I have um, uh, driven from Los. My wife and I have driven from Los Angeles to Boise, Idaho, twice uh, without stopping. It's 15 hours each way, and we just uh, uh, trade off. Um, uh, it's fun. It's a good way to see the country.
0: I do you know? enjoy. I, I enjoy driving alone. Um, hmm. I'm not opposed to driving with Jen, but there's just something about like, okay, I'm alone. I have complete control. I decide what I listen to. I decide when I go to the bathroom, uh, if I want to stop off at some terrible roadside diner that only I would enjoy, uh, <laughs> you know, those are my options. So, and I,
1: so what, okay. Yeah. I know we should wrap up, but what is the furthest you've driven
0: alone? Alone. Um, I drove from Chicago to Nixa in a day, and that was about uh, that was about eight hours.
1: Yeah, that would be a record for me. I think I, the furthest I've ever driven alone is probably Vegas, like four and a half five hours. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I did once drive from St. Louis to uh, Little Rock, but only the f- only uh, but I picked up friends in Springfield, uh, Missouri, so only the first three hours were right alone. Uh, huh. Anyway, we're way off topic. Uh, I could talk about this kind of stuff uh, all day, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, this was fun. Uh, happy Fourth of July! And you as well. Um, you can, you guys at home can find us at BattleshipRetention uh, This week, uh, I reviewed My Spy is finally available uh, on <laughs> uh, Amazon. I think, yeah. Um, but it was. T- I can now say. So the last time I went to the movies was Emma. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was uh monday march 9th does that sound right it's around Uh, there yeah um but the last time i was actually in a theater was the press screening of my spy which was i think wednesday march 11th um right before everything uh shut down so i've been saying my the last movie i saw in a theater is emma because that's a better answer and it's more in keeping with what people mean when they ask that, yeah. But uh, I did see My Spy in a in a theater um, uh, three more than three months ago um and now the world can finally see what i saw uh, <laughs> um, uh so you can see my review of that plus i reviewed uh zhang yimou's 1995 shanghai triad which is available through virtual cinemas and a new restoration from uh film movie classics so those reviews are up uh right now you can email us at david battleship com or tyler battleship com. tyler i completely forgot to mention because it's still it's still june Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Premium episodes, battleshippretention.com slash premium. Anything you buy during June, the entirety of the proceeds will go to Communities United Against Police Brutality. Uh, so please take this opportunity to buy up some shit. Um, and uh, um, you can email I said you can email us at David at battleship pretension.com Tyler at pretension.com. I'm on Twitter at Davy
0: Pretension. Tyler's on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. Do you have anything else to plug, Tyler? Yeah, the most uh, I did post uh, a, re- a new episode of More Than One Lesson, which I talk about the vast of night and Ooh, uh, fun. talk about. Uh, I compare it to uh, the John Carpenter film, The Thing. So uh, it was a lot of fun to talk about and a really wonderful film.
1: So uh, other than that, um, again, happy fourth, and thank you for
0: listening. We'll get you next time.